the JSA Clicks Podcast, the show where we discuss high-level competitive, casual, and everything in between. Your host is Jay Solomon, and now, on to the show. Hey everyone, this is the JSA Clicks Podcast episode we're talking about the rules changes uh we've been busy so we're just getting to this but hopefully it's useful still <laughs> since they're literally not even out yet i would expect it to be uh i'm your host Evan Owens. today i'm joined by my co-hosts jay and as hey so, oh i was muted Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you are all right um yeah we're just gonna go through the articles in order because um, that's going to be the easiest way not to miss anything and discuss all the changes and whether we like them or not and uh, what impact we think they'll have. And if we have a little bit of time at the end, we'll discuss what we think we'll see play. But uh, we'll see how long discussing the actual changes takes us. So the first rules update was terrain markers. Um, this one was, so this ter- this update started with the line, uh, the broad strokes of the specific rules update began with a single question. How do we make standard objects matter again? And then their answer was, do something that isn't standard objects. Yep. So that's inter- that's an interesting answer to that question. <laughs> I don't know what they were talking about. Standard objects have mattered ever since Disney Plus. <laughs> Specifically for Sicario and Iron Man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're right. And and the Angler. And the yeah, since X of Swords. So you know, there have been things where they've done. Uh, yeah. So the grand theory of this is that everything is a terrain marker now, including objects. Um, so anything that refers to terrain markers also refers to objects. Uh, you still get three of them, but now there are more types of terrain markers than objects, which is why I say this is a strange answer to the question, how do we make standard objects matter again? Because no one will ever play standard objects again. Um, they have uh, different types of terrain that you can get. We've only seen a few examples so far, so we don't know the whole breadth of what might be there, but um, what we've seen is a one by two piece of blocking that you just get to place anywhere on the map, um, and a two by, is this three? Yeah, two by three piece of elevated, which also sounds like quite something. That said, specifically elevated, um, if you're standing on it and it gets picked up by telekinesis or super strength or destroyed, then you take a damage for falling. So you might not want to do that very much. <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't know what I, I don't remember what I was going to say regarding that. Yeah, don't. It's it's a bit dangerous, and I'm I don't know how this is going to actually. So like, is this going to be legal with Molecule Man still being around? I well, yeah, that's going to be Narada. So he yeah, he obviously. <laughs> Yeah, he to swap out a piece of ele- a three by two piece of elevated for a one by one piece of energy, yeah, no. or or turn this light object into a blocking terrain. Yeah, why not? Um, <laughs> this object is now water. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I assume that works for now. 
Uh, all of these new objects also have statistics on them. So there's the range you can throw them with a ranged object attack. There's the range you can hit with them in with a close object attack, which is super weird. Just like if you're a character that is making a close attack, you get to just hit at a very far distance, which you can only do if you have super strength, I guess. So I guess it's supposed to be like Hulk ripping a turret off a tank and swiping yeah, somebody out of the way quite a ways away. Yeah, so it just gives you giant reach if you pick them up, which is kind of nice. Um, and then there's two damage things as well. One of them is how much damage you deal with it if you throw it, and the other one is how much extra damage you get while using it in a close attack. And then there's an entirely new symbol that looks like a circle with some triangles coming out of it. Um, that's how much damage you need to destroy it. So, for example, the new piece of elevated that they showed can be thrown four, gives you a giant reach of three when you use it, uh, deals three damage if you throw it, increases your damage by two if you punch with it, and you need a printed damage of four to destroy it. I, 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 I this is not simplifying the game for me. I don't know. It's so it's simplifying it in one way of everything is right like in front of you. You don't have to reference like rules of like how much damage do I need to destroy this or what is a light object or what is a heavy object? Yeah, imagine like, if they put all, all this right in the there. comp instead where it was like each size of thing needs a certain amount of damage to destroy. <laughs> but this does not make the game simpler. And I don't know if it I, necessarily makes the game better. I mean, I'm automatically weary of anything that makes the amount of blocking terrain increase. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, it sure makes super strength matter. Um, I don't know if it's actually mentioned in this article, but one of the more important things to know about these terrain markers is that you can pick them up if you have super strength. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that... And, the, the, and like, one of the later whiplash, articles we'll see of some of the power changes to like super strength yeah yeah tk also interfaces with them but we'll talk about that when we get there yeah but just like the whiplash of the power level of super strength is very funny to me where it's like yeah. this is a power that no one should ever have and is terrible oh this is one of the better powers in the game yep uh i i've been having people to my place to play some practice games and on monday tom and i were discussing lines and figured out that his Sakarian Iron Man picking super strength was the best way for him to get through my barrier. Yeah. He just ran across the entire map carrying a Cosmo and then sidestepped and picked up a square barrier and then Phoenix Sentinel killed my entire team. Yep. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Does, does this one also explain the new elevated rules or no? Uh, Is that in a later one? With movement. Good question. It does say, reading it, interestingly, um, elevated terrain markers are considered to have transition squares on every square. So there won't be any that don't have transition squares. But also, I don't know whether it is here or not, but you can always go up elevated now. Um, you'll just stop. Yeah, you treat elevated on a non-transition square like old hindering yeah. um, where you just stop which is also going to be very strong with characters with running shot running shot and sidestep mm -hmm. running shot up shoot something sidestep back down pretty good yeah 
Yeah, I mean, I think everybody's encountered enough terrible maps, <laughs> like mm -hmm. playing on Realm of Death at any point ever, that they that you should know how important map design is for Heroclix being a fun game. So the ability to influence the terrain on a map to this extent just doesn't seem like a great idea to me. Like, so imagine these rule changes back when King's Tomb was a map. Oh, I mean, God. I mean, the, um, the terrain dials were already bad enough there, right? Yeah. So this is potentially, you know, this makes it even like you hit it, it on the easier. head. As, you don't have to spend points on it. <laughs> yeah, like you hit it right on the head of like this is just like every map going forward now ha needs to be designed with these terrain objects in mind. Yeah, or you just need to put a bunch of super strength on your team so that you don't have to worry about them. I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what? So now everybody needs this like what? sidestepping super strength character on their team yeah which isn't a character really i i would not imagine there'd be a random a character with super strength and the cloak yeah i mean that's the easiest one for sure sakarian iron man fills the role well but he fills every role of all time well so <laughs> war, war of the realms she hulk with the cloak yeah and anybody with free tk is basically as good at it um yes. you need somewhere to put it down if you're using tk which is the big difference there, I guess, but still pretty good. Then a Magneto, very good figure. Who would have known? Yeah. Who would have known? It's impossible to know. All right. Um, and now we're going to learn in rules update number two that they also, that those terrain markers also occupy a larger percentage of the map um, because mm -hmm. rules update number two, the biggest news is that they're changing from uh, 16 by 24 was the old map size. Yeah, to 16 yeah. by 16 as the new map size, um, which, like, might be fine, but... Uh, is that Battle Royale map size? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's exactly Battle Royale map size. Oh. And we all know, playing Battle Royales, how frequently we've managed to running shot two opponents' starting areas. Mm hmm So, at least until they make changes uh, to the way they design characters that's going to be an issue. That said, the two by three maps are remaining legal for now. Uh, so I guess we'll have a really awkward thing where sometimes it's really beneficial to somebody to pick a small map and otherwise we won't see them. And hopefully like with the smaller maps now going forward with design space, uh, we see the, the stat deflation yeah, so they made a big um, contribution to that by changing the standard minimum range to four. Um, they just standardized it at six. It used to be four for some things and six for others, uh, but now they've reduced that, so everything is four. So the biggest impact there is telekinesis, probably, because uh, you now cover a much larger, a much smaller percent of the larger maps. Yes. Is it proportional? I guess it has to be, because it's reduced by a third, and the full size of the map is reduced by a third. Right? No, yeah. it's no, it's not reduced by a third. It's 24 to 16. No, it is reduced by a third. I was right the first time. <laughs> yeah, so 
telekinesis isn't like objectively more powerful on smaller maps because it is the same percentage of the map, but anybody with like a reasonable speed value is much better on smaller maps. Like a character like Emperor Gladiator can literally literally has full map by himself. Yeah. Yeah, Flash, Emperor, Gladiator, Sky Tyrant, etc. Casey et Green Lantern, I think, even with ten range and and like a new running shot. That's funny. Yep. So like the the state of the game is going to be a bit of a a wild a wild place for a bit until we see these figures get rotated. Yeah, WizKids likes to do those things where they don't really care about. The current state of the game when they make rules changes. Um, so we end up with these awkward transitional periods, and I think this is probably just going to be the most awkward transitional period we've ever had. Yeah. Because if you have, like, if you have a team that just is really good at getting across a small map, and your opponent is playing even normal Alpha Strike, you can just pick a small map and barrier in in the same way, and then have much much better turns on turn two i don't know it's gonna be weird i mean and also like if you're playing new figures with lower stats and like and then you get taken to an old map then it's gonna be like you're just gonna be at a disadvantage yeah it's hard to see how newer figures with lower stats are going to be playable until they rotate the older ones with higher stats yeah um their stated reasoning for this is so that games will get to the action faster, which, given that in a number of other places they talk about how Alpha Strike is too powerful of a strategy, I'm just not sure. I that feel like they want, if, they want, if they want the game to go by faster, they can just get rid of Barrier and Immune. Like, that's fine. That would also help. Like, get rid I don't, of Barrier. I don't know. Like, that's, get rid of Barrier. Your, game's, your game immediately gets faster. Yeah, that is true. I mean, and that was with, more of uh, a joke, but that that would actually oh, yeah. Happen. I mean, just that'd be bad. Like, I feel like there were other ways to do it, and this was not it. It may be true in casual play. Well, casual play shouldn't have this problem because if somebody's playing things that are unfun, like Alpha Strike, then you like don't like you say something like you don't. Wiz kids shouldn't be concerning themselves with like casual players striking each other. No, I mean, I, I meant not getting into combat quickly enough because there's like two turns oh, before you I mean, back. I don't know. I, I feel like casual play can, can regulate itself. Uh, it doesn't seem like something to be that concerned about. I don't think I've ever played a... I don't think I've played a casual game where getting into the action was an issue. Not really. There's just a couple turns of setup, basically. And it was like normally it was yeah it was like it actually I played a lot of like positional like casual games and it's like okay well because I don't have these these resources I'm playing a little more positionally and like maybe that's what they're trying to do but like it was like by turn two or three we were fighting yeah the other thing is uh, as part of this change for specifically two by two maps they are making it so that starting areas are just the edges of the map 
um, and all four edges because they're squares, so it shouldn't really matter what orientation you have them in. Don't make the mistake of thinking that they're getting rid of them on two by three maps because they're not. Uh, there you still use the starting areas as printed, but on smaller two by two maps, you have to be on the edge, which people have said weird things like this makes Green Lantern team ability useless, and that's just not, not really true. true. Like there's enough sidestep or, you know, taking a turn to move next to the person with Green Lantern that it'll be fine. Oh, also, we uh, we kind of buried the lead here. There's a big change to initiative. <laughs> yeah, I actually completely forgot that that was part of these rule changes somehow. Yeah, so with the new maps comes a change to initiative. So um, they are changing... Before I go any further, I don't remember if it's in this rules that they do the change to theme teams. Nope. Okay, it's later. So now if you win Matt, if you win initiative, you get to choose to either be first player or choose the map. Um, you choose between either first player or second player. First player um, has the all the same standard rules of being a first player, except second player gets to choose the map. Yeah. And this that is a change that overhaul yeah and this is a change that a lot of competitive players have been asking for for a while yep. now whether we're correct to ask for it or not we'll see i guess <laughs> but, uh, there's been a feeling at least that the person who goes first just has an absolutely massive advantage because you get to let's say you're playing batman prime pick an open map and then attack through first. first before your opponent can through first turn immunity um, so splitting those two things up. So if you get to attack first, you're indoors and otherwise your opponent gets a chance to try to position and take you out before you actually get to make your attacks. Yeah. And this is where the game's going to get even weirder because you have to build your team in a way that your team can function going second and also function on a big map and function on a small map. Yeah. These decisions were very well thought out, I think. Agreed. Yeah. It'll it'll get better. I think it'll get I don't want to say better, but like once it's we're only on the small maps. Yeah, it's the weird you could be on either, you just have to try to prepare for both and see what happens. That's yeah. gonna be a strange feeling for a while. Like I'm not sure that smaller maps is a terrible thing as long as the figure design matches that and uh we're consistently on them. But right now, we've already talked about a bunch of figures that can cross the maps by themselves. <laughs> like the animal Alpha Strike team that I've been playing plays a Flash with the cloak. So if you're on a small map, he gets to make his attack every time without you TKing him or anything. Yep. Seems pretty good. <laughs> um... I think that's I think that's everything on, on yeah that. this one like this one is a huge change but not a lot of changes <laughs> the next one is the power changes yeah yeah so next we have the changes to powers uh here's where they talk about the minimum new minimum range being four for barrier force blast mind control probability control perplex and outwit uh and then they're making changes to a bunch of powers so the first one is pulse wave uh where the big change is that their range value when you use pulse wave is now four not locked there your range value just becomes four uh so you get to perplex it up still 
Or yeah. if you're Sicarian Iron Man, you just have a pulse wave of six always. Or if you have a range of zero. Yes, you just get to pulse wave for four again as well. Um, which is interesting. It's better in a format that most of us hate um, because of exospecs. Yeah, I mean, this is, like, almost entirely a buff. Yeah. Because you were very, very rarely having your range to more than four. <laughs> you needed a ten printed range for this to not be at least at nine. neutral. Yeah, sorry. Nine, nine yeah. printed range. They never did, did that. Very, very few characters were getting a... And very rarely did you want a pulse wave bigger than that. Yeah. Yeah, the other thing to talk about with this is that um, characters with small range values intentionally so that they could running shot and not pulse wave their own team now yep. will pulse wave their own team. Yep. It's a little awkward. And and they were like, they said, and, and I love this line, we can now primarily, we can now give primarily melee-oriented figures pulse wave without needing a special power to give them a range. Yep. Which, I mean, there's a few of those around. Yeah. Quake, Quake got a huge overhaul. Yeah, so the main thing is that it's now a close action instead of just you can do it on an attack, which it really always should have been. Uh, Flurry Quake was a lot. <laughs> um, it also allows you to destroy all terrain markers and printed pieces of blocking terrain adjacent to you, which yep. is okay. <laughs> and it, and the high power level for a character that you can for a power that you might see on like Iron Fist or something. Yeah, and the knockback is when you use the power. Um, now I'm I'm gonna jump in real quick here because this is something that I've seen a lot of people try to say. Having giant reach does not change the within one square. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's a pretty common one, unfortunately. It is specifically within one square. But, I mean, this is great until you really think about it. Um, because it, if your opponent is behind a square of barrier, unless you have giant reach, you can't attack them anyway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the thing about it, right? It's like, okay, great, my quake now destroys all adjacent blocking. To do it, I had to be past the blocking enough to make an attack. <laughs> so did it do anything? It's good like... I mean, if you have a character with improved movement blocking, it does. Well, that's that's really good. Improve. We'll get to improved movement blocking. I think in the next the next article, but yeah, maybe. Or no, it's it's later in this article. Um, but it's good. Like if your opponent's behind a wall. Um, it's not great, but I, I do like this change to quake. It's good if you have a colossal outdoors, who's quaking over top a barrier and then destroying it, so your other figures can make an attack. Yeah. But yeah. Frequently, there are some other powers that are better at dealing with barrier than Quake is. Yeah. Um, namely, the next one, Super Strength. Uh, we've already talked about this because it was pretty important to talking about the object and terrain overhaul. The whip um, The character can pick up, hold, and put down non-object terrain markers, but not smoke, debris, or water markers. But hindering, I guess, if there's a normal hindering marker somewhere. Um. This is... I guess it makes sense. It doesn't matter how strong you are. You can't pick up smoke. <laughs> wait, can you pick up? Wait, this... what about debris? 
No, you can't. Excluding smoke, debris, and water. Oh, debris, okay. So it's basically, like, just hindering markers placed by characters that say, create a hindering marker. Yep. Which is, like, three or something. (laughs) Yeah. So... And then, like, if if you're putting down, like, the, um... The new terrain markers, like, I'm sure there's, like, blocks of hindering or something like that. Yeah, I'm sure there is. We haven't seen... We've only seen a blocking in an elevated example, but it wouldn't really make sense if there wasn't hindering. Well, no one's going to play the hindering. What does it matter? No, I mean, it does seem unlikely. (laughs) Yes, sure, it definitely exists. Um, Does that elude me? Yeah, but this is pretty nice as counterplay to barrier uh before to deal with barrier you had to deal you had to use characters that like specifically said that they dealt with barrier basically so like any team that could include molecule man or jubilee or mr fantastic was any of those keywords were automatically like significantly better than keywords that couldn't include them (laughs) so uh giving it to a standard power is pretty awesome because uh, playing against barrier that you can't deal with isn't fun. So that's Agreed. nice. Um, I that do said, like you're still going to have to find good characters that have super strength. You can't just yeah. throw something onto your team because it happens to. I like, the, <laughs> I like the scenario that you can get into with super strength now. Is like your opponent is up on like a, the, the, the two by three elevated. Mm-hmm. You charge in, you take the elevated off them, they take a damage, you put the elevated back down on them. <laughs> pick it up again and then you pick it up again and do another damage and then you hit him with it yeah, yeah I, I i just feel like the whole elevated terrain being able to be that just sounds like a, a rules headache i'm not looking forward to it's gonna be yeah. yeah 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 it's really weird that you can put it under people who are currently standing on the floor yeah that doesn't make any sense at that all is very bizarre that is that is a a lot of ocean violations i gotta say <laughs> It's like tablecloth out from under the dishes in reverse, right? Yeah. Haha! You're on a on a ledge now. Hey, right there! I gotta build this scaffolding. <laughs> yep. It's um. Uh, it brings to mind like arcade type traps or something. Yes. Yes. But like, it's your Hulk that's doing it for some reason. Um. There's smoke cloud, which uh basically just changed it so that it doesn't generate normal hindering terrain so that people can't pick it up with super strength. Yep. It generates smoke terrain. Mm -hmm. Which is exactly like hindering terrain, except that people can't pick it up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. And then there's support, which is another change that I think a lot of people have wanted for a while. Um, It's just regen, but somebody else takes the action. Which is so much stronger than old support. Like, yeah, and there was so, so many stronger. issues that I would run into of, like, new players that didn't understand no that support. That like, it's not an attack, you can't yeah. prob it. You can't prob it. <laughs> um, right, but, like, I don't want healing to be good in this game. Like, that's true. not interesting. That's why I think this, this change of support is actually fine. Because they also got rid of the minimum. Right, it'll, it'll go from seeing zero play to, like, 1% play, but I just, on principle, I just am not into it. I, I think healing in the game is fine to be around. It just can't be insane. I would have been um, slightly happier with it if they'd kept the 
you can't do it if they're adjacent to an opposing character thing. That's but, fair. Like, it's hard to, like, patch somebody up while they're also engaged with somebody. Yeah, but I mean, that's a lot less simple. So, as long as they don't print, like, a ton of really good um, free support, I think we're fine. <laughs> yeah, as long as they keep it to a power action and, like, one specific character can do it as a free, like, that Colossus is, like, I a I mean, that Colossus might be good, honestly. He yeah. has super strength and he has free support. And a stop click with a 19 defense. And in power. Yeah. I mean, I don't actually think he's good enough, but it's cute to think he's that probably he not. Be. But he sure got a boost. <laughs> yeah, he's better. Yeah. All right, and then we have telekinesis. All right, so telekinesis, uh, a lot of things changed. So let's go over them one by one. Uh, r minimum range four. Um, that doesn't change how far you can place them, which is also four. Yep. But you. Like, that's not the part that says that, and which means that having a larger range on your dial doesn't change how far you can place them. You're just always placing four like you used to always place six. Okay. Yep. Choose a terrain marker or single-based friendly character within line of fire. Place it into a square within range and line of fire. So this still has the, like, triangle thing that you had to do. Um, it's not like old object TK where you didn't care about the location of the object, just you. They both work exactly the same way. You just place them within four squares of where they are. They have to be able to see it. This character can make ranged terrain actions if it was holding terrain terrain markers within range and line of fire. This is this doesn't let you do that. For example, if you're using telekinesis as free, because this isn't actually part of using the power telekinesis. Yeah, this is, this a, is passive. a passive that is attached to having the power telekinesis. Yep. So Venom Magneto can't make a ranged terrain attack for free. He can move terrain for you but he can't make the attack for free for that he'll have to take a cost of action yep which is a range action okay but if you have running shot and telekinesis you're good yeah and then something jay pointed out just before we started is that it no longer has the uh characters placed with this power can't use telekinesis this turn clause and the three of us this think is that a that's good a idea yeah, uh, that was pretty relevant for preventing you from just TK chaining. Yep. A pretty ridiculous distance. Um, so it's possible that with the amount of free TK that exists, we'll get to go a real long way. Yep. Like... I mean, yeah, I mean, Isaac was already playing, like, Venomags and, uh, and Polaris. Polaris. So. Yeah, you free TK Venom Mags up, costed TK the thing that you want to TK with Venom Mags up, free TK the thing that you want to TK with Venom Mags, costed TK the thing that you want to TK with Venom Mags, and now they're 12 squares out? Yep. On a 16 square map? <laughs> That's just overkill, right? Like It is, but you can do it. Yep. And that's a problem. And it could be a 24 square map for now still, so still relevant. Okay. Improved movement destroys blocking. This, this now works like every change. new player assumed it did. Yeah, this is my favorite change of, of the Yeah, me thing. too. Explaining to people that actually they can't stop in the blocking that they just destroyed was always such a pain. Yep. Never made any sense. It's like, yes, you can run through it, but you can't end your turn in it. It's like, okay, so I walked through it and I destroyed it. Yes. Yeah. So but for I can't stand there. No. Yeah, for everybody to know now, uh, improved movement destroys blocking. You immediately destroy the blocking when you move through it. 
So you can end. Yeah, that one was just not like that was just not a necessary rule to exist. Agreed. So it was there. unintuitive and weak. <laughs> yep. This so. was the like I said, this was my favorite change. Like Devin said, this is how it always should have worked. Yeah. Before, basically, it meant that if you had improved movement blocking, you also needed improved movement characters. Yep, which is why... Because otherwise, Lord you just was, can't use your improved movement blocking. It was my biggest problem with Lord Doom. Yep. Because Absolutely. he had improved movement blocking, he had full movement charge. He stopped as soon as he got next to a character. <laughs> yeah, that character is much better now. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's the whole article this time. That's all the standard powers that got updated. Uh, biggest change is super strength. TK, also very important support. You can put characters that have support on your teams now, and they're not terrible. Cool. It makes Waldo better. Mm -hmm. It's true. I mean, that was a figure that was already good, so sure, why not? Yeah, I like Waldo. All right, and then we have rules update number The article four. that pissed the most people off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I think this is, other than, like, the map size, this is the source of the two most complained about things. So we start with new character cards. Uh, you can't, I can't describe to you what these look like really, but basically picture the pre dial on card character cards, but now they have a dial at the bottom of the front side of them. Yep. Um, and I always kind of thought that those were ugly, but now they're really ugly in my opinion. And they have the full character sculpt. Yeah. That's the part I don't like. I'm like, this isn't necessary. Um, yeah, it takes up of, a lot of space. It doesn't add much. And they got rid of flavor text for yep. standard powers. And that makes me a little sad. But I mean, there all were some in all, on flavor text. Maybe they'll use Deadpool. it. Yeah, maybe they'll use it occasionally for like characters where they think it'll be really fun. But. Now. Probably just I will, special powers. I will say there are a couple of things about this layout that I like. Um, one, the improved movement, improved targeting is much clearer um, because yeah, it's right above where the dial is. Um, and I just don't know why they then put team ability up beside the name. They should have just put that also next yeah, to the if dial. If all of the information was down there, yeah. I would be happier with it. Yes. Um, but that's about it. That's what I liked about it. <laughs> Yeah, and they, like I can put my my character in a sleeve that doesn't have the open back for the dial. Yeah, people do the weird thing where they're like, if you put the dials on the front of the cards, there's no point having them on the table. And it's like, okay, the number one point of having a dial is to indicate what click they are currently on. Yep, <laughs> it is the clearest possible way that you can indicate that. Yep, I don't think. And this has been gone for a long time, but I don't think that having it as hidden information was ever an interesting part of the game. It I was agree. just, some people will sit down and memorize this, and those that don't will be disadvantaged. Like, it was never actually hidden information. So, okay, I'm going to go on a brief game design tangent here. Hidden information in a game is, game, is information that you don't have. Technically, yep. you always had this information. Characters' dials didn't change game to game. So if you bothered to memorize it, you always had that information in, in the way that, like, if you were playing a card game like Magic the Gathering, if you know what cards are in the format and what they do, you have some information about yep. what might happen. 
the hidden information in a card game is what is currently in your opponent's hand. And that does change game to game. It's randomized. So that actually is hidden. And what is in your opponent's deck. Yeah, exactly. Well, unless there's open deck lists, but we don't have to go that deep. (laughs) But yeah, Force reveal as as if you knew your opponent's deck. Yeah. Heroclix has never been a game about hidden information, and it wasn't more interesting when it kind of pretended to be. And and I'm I'm with you 100%. Yeah, and I'm someone who... More new player friendly, too, which is kind of important. I agree. Agreed. I'm someone who actually had a very good memory for for that kind of stuff. Yeah, same. uh, For dial length. And I'm 100%, like, not so glad it's this way. It was advantageous is, to me, quite yeah, frequently. Yeah. The game I basically never forgot a dial, and I won at least one finals. I know for sure that I won because my opponent didn't know that if they'd sidestepped a shredder next to a character, it would have died. Yep. And I, I'm like, this game is hard enough as it is. It's complicated enough. Like, there's no reason to have that. Yeah. So that part. The dial, that part of the dials being on the front is nice. Uh, not having, being able to put them in sleeves with opaque backs, unless they're somebody with like a billion special powers, is nice. Uh, the actual aesthetics of it, I don't like. I'm not a professional graphic designer, so who knows? Maybe I'm just wrong. But uh, <laughs> and they don't have to care about my opinion specifically because it, it doesn't actually affect my interface with the game much, other than me going, huh, don't like that very much. <laughs> True. You're, you're sure you're not going to quit the game over that? I'm not. No, I'm good. Over over, over minor aesthetics. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, uh, let's quit the game for knockback coming. Knockback damage coming back. Yeah. So knockback is back. That's cool. Knockback damage was fun most of the time, other than like the way it interfaced with stop clicks that didn't have reducers. But stop clicks are overpowered anyway. So you know. <laughs> Whatever. Well, the, the problem is we have two years of figures now that we're just getting all sorts of knockback handed out. I mean, I don't know. Whatever. Yes. This Whatever is number of characters had knockback. Like, we just, I mean, we just had a whole chase set where they all had Force Blast traded. Like, as a trade. Not like, as three, though. So. No, but, like, still. The things that and are like, really a problem with this are 20-point Deep Cuts Human, Cuts Human Torch, Torch and the boots. Yeah. Deep Cuts Human Torch might now have been gone from one of the best figures in the game to top three. Yeah, that figure is busted. And anything that can create a construct is really good. Now, that's true even if you don't consider the boots, and maybe if we have, I mean, we'll have time. We're not even close to an hour in. (laughs) Uh, We'll discuss the other constructs that are really good in a bit, but the boots specifically, this makes really good. Um, all right, so then we have the rewrite of uh, the ordering rules. So it used to be that whenever multiple trigger effects are resolved, the active player chooses the order that they resolve in. Now each player chooses the order that their own effects resolve in, and the active player's effects always resolve first. I said the improvement with blocking was my favorite change. I lied. This is my favorite change. Yeah, I, I like it. Almost entirely. There's something. There's a bunch of things that you just sort of have to relearn, <laughs> um, but hopefully not that many. The the like most immediate one is that everybody took a really long time learning that you can't roll super senses before you mastermind things. You can do that now. You you yeah. had to take away that that for me, didn't you? Okay. 
You just talked to you knew I was the thing I was most excited about. Jay wanted to say it. Yeah, because they just kept on printing characters that had it. <laughs> sometimes it wasn't with a special power, but sometimes it just wasn't. Like there was just yep. like a couple of random characters that just had created mastermind. Oh, let's give them super senses. Like what? Yeah, and it's like, okay, great. If you don't want to mastermind, you can roll that all you want. It's like, but why? I have both powers. Why can't I use them? Um, a character like Emperor Gladiator actually functions like we all wanted him to. Yeah, yeah, you um, get to. yeah. I, I won't want to answer any more questions about Kate Pride. Yeah, the beginning of the game stuff is the stuff that gets the most yes. confused compared to how it used to work. Where like well, if, if 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 we both have Doctor Dooms and they win initiative, but it's a blood moon, it's like oh my god, like we, I just you know what I mean. But it's just, a blood moon. Picking to go second <laughs> is like sometimes good because then your opponent is the active player, so your stuff resolves second. Wait, like, did they did they bring back uh, elected to choose to go second? Yeah. Yeah. You can always choose. Oh, to okay. If you win initiative, you have the option of being the first player or the second. Okay, I mean, because I don't know if people realize that like they took that away for in 2021. Yeah, I mean, a lot it, of it's not realize that it's attached to picking map or not now. Yes, and you always if have you, that choice. If you don't pick map, you are going first. Yep, and that is a choice, not just you one roll, so you have to pick map. Uh, yeah, but I'm like for example, that's also that if they change. Yeah, for example, if you're playing Doctor Thing, so that you can say that your opponent can't swap something. It used to be that you wanted to go first so that you could order your opponent's swap before you had to swap Dr. Thing out. But now you would want to pick to go second so that your opponent's swaps have to resolve first because they're active player before any of your things resolve so that you have to swap Dr. Thing out. Yeah, the, the, that that was not an interesting way to interact with your opponent. Like, I, I generally, though. Know, pro you know being able to interact but that's not that was not a, a cool way of doing it i didn't think yeah i mean you can still do it you just have to choose differently which is just a, a difference it's not necessarily better or worse just people have to realize that it doesn't work the way it used to if they've previously played it and are now playing it <laughs> um the other things are like Mystics and Steel Energy. Mystics is an opposing effect. Steel Energy is your effect, so your Steel Energy will always resolve before uh, your opponent's Mystics resolves. So you can't take damage and then heal back up yep. if you, like, flurried or something. Um, you, usually you don't have Steel Energy on your top click, so it's not always relevant, but it can matter if you're on your last click. <laughs> yep. That kind of stuff. Or like um, you can you heal up onto like an invincible click. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm sure there's a bunch of things with this ordering that like we took for granted without realizing they were because of ordering <laughs> that we'll have to relearn, but hopefully not too many. I think we've gone over most of the like most obvious ones. All right, so the next change that they made was uh, changes to theme teams. The first one is that they standardized the initiative bonus so that if you are a theme team, you get a plus three. Uh, so if you're facing another theme team, you're even. If you're facing an unthemed team, you're plus three on them. 
I really like this change personally. This is the change that a lot of people hated. The standardization. No, wrong because. Oh no, 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 I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, it, we'll get to the second part that people actually hated. <laughs> I, I, I am glad that now, like, we don't have to worry about how many points a character is. Like, oh, this character is really good. Oh wait, but it's ten points, so I need it. But they, they, whatever. Like, that's just. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I also know that I, I played a lot of plus tens in my day. It's a, like, it's a buff to like tent poles, OMAs, like in it. Like you were saying, Jay, it, like you no longer have to worry about theme fluff. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of always been advantageous to have more figures on your team just because of action economy and stuff. So not making it even more advantageous makes sense to me. Be- being able for that, that being able to, pl- to print five-point figures now without concern about like that. Yeah, stuff. that too. Yeah, that restricted design for sure. Okay, and next is the one that people hated. Uh, they're eliminating team team probability control. Um, their theory on this is that because most of them are used on the initial attack of the game, it, it advantages Alpha Strike. And I'm not sure I agree with that, but whatever. Um, the important thing is that they're removing theme team probability control. So. I don't love this, but not because specifically I liked the implementation of theme team prob. What do you mean? So I think that theme teams got a few like effective nerfs in this, where Mm -hmm. because you don't get to pick map and go first anymore, winning the die roll is just slightly less important. I think fairly significantly, but it's unclear so far. Um, which automatically means that getting a bonus to map roll doesn't matter as much. And then also, with theme team prob getting removed, uh, the advantage of playing a theme team over not a theme team is pretty slim. And I think that with the number of game elements that exist in Heroclix, theme team is a really good place to start building when you're a newer player or a newer competitive player. Agreed. So reducing the power level of just being able to throw good figures on a theme team doesn't seem like a positive change to me. But specifically theme team prob, I have no particular attachment to. Like any implementation of something that makes theme team stronger is fine with me. It's just theme team. uh, Yeah, I would have liked I would have liked to have seen theme teams get something in return for losing theme team problem and for obviously losing like the benefits of of picking you know winning initiative now you still have the benefit of like choosing the map or choosing to go first but it is a like you said it is a a a bit of a a nerf to them so i would have liked to have seen them it's better than not winning not winning the role but it is worse than what winning what was. formerly meant. <laughs> yes, agreed. Um, yeah, the other thing about uh, theme team prob change is uh, like, so like there's still advantages to sharing keywords, right? Like, you know, for leadership. Example, leadership. <laughs> uh, Master. So you may want to at least have a significant percentage of your team share keywords, but there's still less of an advantage to not just throwing good support pieces on to fill up the last 50 points of your team, even if the rest of your team is themed. 
don't know. I mean, I, I, I feel like themes started to be less worthy of reward after they decided that every team was just going to be themed. So the problem, yes. the problem is, is all of the keyword cheating. Yeah. yeah that's if true. they went back to just the way that it was before all the keyword cheating, then this is a bigger hit. Yeah. Yeah, I agree that like everything being an X-Man makes this better. <laughs> I, I am firmly in the I hate the uh, everybody's in that, an X Men era. I agree. That's yep. I'm right there. Uh, with I'm you. a huge fan. My 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 least fun games in Florida were against the uh, uh, everybody's X Men teams. Yeah, they're very good. Or were maybe this will tone them down a bit. I mean, I think they'll still be good. Uh, but this next change is actually a big deal for them. Yeah, that is true. Yep. So change uh less elements for the sideline so two game elements per 100 points so that'll be six for the standard 300 point games um anybody who's been listening to this podcast probably knows that i like this change (laughs) (laughs) uh they've done a lot of sideline actives that don't cost any points so at least having less sideline slots means that there's more of a cost to that agreed especially now that they've introduced you know the mystery cards Um, now you actually have to make choices, which is nice. Nine always felt like a lot. For sure. Yeah, I mean, like, ID cards were, you could fill it up, but there were times in the game where literally you had infinite, basically, because it was impossible to put enough things on your sideline for it to matter. Yeah, like, even, um... Even when I was building my world's team, like, I was struggling sometimes for, like, I have an extra slot. Like, what do I do with it? Yeah, and it's like, I could put a scroll spy that I will never roll for. Yeah. Cool. (laughs) Yeah, but um, definitely, and they even specifically reference my reasoning for why this is a good thing, saying shrinking the sideline makes the choice of what elements to use more reasonable uh, meaningful, especially as side, more sideline active effects come out. Now, I still wish that they had points. I don't think that this totally fixes that, but it's slightly helpful. <laughs> yeah. Um, they also eliminated the rule that sideline elements need a reason to be sidelined. Uh, I don't know whether this has any weird effects on bronze or something. I don't think it matters in modern basically at all, except that I wasn't actually sure whether I was allowed before they said this, whether I was allowed to put Red Raven on the sideline of my animal team that uh, had a Beast Boy on it, because he gives uh, it at the point where you choose, where you figure out whether something is a theme team rather than at force build. Well, Technically, you would not have been allowed to. Right? What's instructions was, way before yeah. you theme team so So i was reasonably confident that the answer was no i can't technically have a red raven on this team despite the fact that i could bring a red raven in in game um but this rule makes that question irrelevant which is great because that that was another another thing in the rules that was just never interesting to me i don't know like it just didn't make for compelling gameplay to explain to somebody all nobody knew about until jason wingard Pretty much. Like, Jason Wingard is the reason that that rule came about. Like, that people knew about it. And specifically when Jason Just Wingard because Jason plus, Wingard had to start on the map to 
Well, and specifically because it was Jason Wingard while Trouble Alerts were still around. Because of the Green Lantern that had a bystander? Yes. Ah, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you no longer have to reference the specific effect that it's on your sideline for as well. Yeah. Which is the other part of that. That's the more important thing, I guess, because other than the Red Raven one and swaps uh, and swapping in a character that references the sideline, there were very few effects of it needing to have a reason to be on the team. I guess that one mimic is better now. The super rare? Yeah, because before you couldn't reference things that were on your sideline for swapped for his powers. Oh, sure, sure. Wow. That's the only time that Mimic will ever get the time of day on this podcast. <laughs> yep. I'm still not sure he's good, but he... I'm sure he got, got, got the time back. of day during our set review. Yep, we probably talked about him. Um, we've already talked about the elevation. You can walk up. <clears throat> you can walk up elevation even when there isn't a transition square. Cool. Yep. Uh, they did. They added things to the rules, including defining everything that's in the pack in the comp, which is great because uh, it really always should have been. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to... Here's a little, like, tangent for me. I never understood why this game had three rule books. Yeah. Like, you're correct. The basic rule book... So it kind of makes sense to have, like, a thing that you include in the starter that tries to teach players how to play, but that doesn't have to be officially a rule book. Yeah, that could be a, a quick guide. Yeah. A quick starting guide. And like, the pack makes sense because you don't want to have to carry a comp around to reference what powers texts are, yeah. but those powers texts should be in the comp. Your com- and, the compendium should have been the only rulebook. Yeah. And officially, the times where we weren't sure whether heavy objects gave you the hindering bonus still, because the only place it was referenced was the bottom right corner of some of the packs, <laughs> but not all of them. We're very confusing times, so this should fix that. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely personally believe that if a rule isn't in the comp, it shouldn't apply. I agree. Everything else should be reference material, but it shouldn't apply the comp. It shouldn't overrule the comp. So hopefully this is a step towards that actually being true. <laughs> uh, with the this the the rules change four, we also saw two figures. Do we want to talk about those figures at all, or do we want to wait? Yeah, they're not going to be legal for a while. I don't think there's anything particularly interesting other than they have smaller range values like they said they would. That's fair. And the fact that they changed some of the keywords. Yeah. There's now a symbiote keyword. A no-codex keyword. Yeah, that is odd. I don't know. Like, I mean, I think that probably always made more sense as the keyword. I agree. Sort of already committed. But that's not what they yeah. were doing before. So yep, exactly. <laughs> so now your two things don't work together. <laughs> now you have to create a keyword cheater that keyword that cheats all codex figures. Codex becomes symbiote. <laughs> They're probably all monsters it. anyway, so it probably doesn't matter. Yeah, they are pretty much all except for like one or two random characters that have codex because they had a symbiote and they were like in the Spider-Man set, like a random Peter Parker, I think. But, but don't currently have it. Yeah, and that's all the new uh, rules updates. Uh, I think overall, I'm pretty positive on them. Um, it's going to be a super awkward transition period, though. Like, I like the changes, but 
some of them have weird effects with figures that are currently in modern. Yeah, I think this is a great future change. Mm-hmm. And it was one that, like, I I don't know if they could have implemented it in a way that it doesn't have this effect, other than just implement a rules change, immediately rotate all of the problems. Yeah, which is hard to do. Yeah. I really think that um, whoever said earlier that they have to rotate Wonder Woman uh, was correct. Agreed. As a result of this. Like, Sky Tyrant is... We already knew he was too good. He's now just dumb on small maps. Okay. uh, Let's talk about the meta for like half an hour and then call it. Sure. Um, oh no, I'm not prepared. What's meta? <laughs> yeah, so I have played some games of Hero Clicks. Uh, Jay hasn't. <laughs> so we'll see. But uh, the main, my main takeaway from all of my games is that all of, anything that can generate a construct is really good. Um, especially the low point figures. So the the like four main figures that I think are really, really good as a result of this set release are Star Sapphire, Chip, uh, uh, what's his name, Saint Walker, and uh, the new legacy card for the old KC Green Lantern. Okay. Yeah, Saint Walker seems to be high on everybody's list and seems to be really good. I think he's pretty good. I haven't seen his like trait for rolling 11s being crits matter, but enhancement and empower are both very good powers and generating constructs. Well, really it's good. more it's more the fact that if you have characters that have flurry, like a chainsaw, you know, mm-hmm. more chances. Yeah. Yeah, playing him with hope is really funny because you make a chainsaw, she copies flurry from and from the chainsaw, and then gets plus one damage and plus one attack from him. <laughs> great yep um did they change some of the stats on those constructs uh yeah they're all weaker than the ones from Wonder Woman 80 okay so that only really matters if you uh are the color that got that specific construct in Wonder Woman 80 and I honestly do not remember which ones came with which one like yeah. the catcher's mitt doesn't really matter what its stats are, so that's I think irrelevant. the chainsaw is the only one. Yeah, that if you're a red chainsaw, yeah, significant. The, the only important thing I was gonna say is that the chain the chainsaws are red, but I love Um, blue was fire hydrant, so yes. and actually that it, might be uh, the same. Indigo was the stop sign. Yellow was the boot. Green mm-hmm. had the spotlight and the yeah. Violet had called? the lasso. Which one is Star Sapphire? Uh, that's the uh, lasso. Yeah. Okay, that's Violet. Got it. And yeah, I think that's also the same exactly stats. Exactly like the Wonder Woman lasso equipment. Yeah. I'm gonna. I while we're talking about these construct creators, um, something that Devin was talking about in our Discord um, mm-hmm. that is a problem is the stop sign. And I know the stop sign has always existed, but it only existed on Sinestro. <laughs> yeah, I had a very bad game uh, in Florida because the stop sign. It was a battle royale. Yeah. But uh, I got, yeah, I got barriered in. So, uh, 
I literally, uh, with some elevated, I couldn't move. Yeah, if people don't remember, uh, the stop sign is characters with, opposing uh, <laughs> characters within two squares can't use improved movement. And it has barrier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so what Az is talking about is I was playing practice game against Emily, who's playing her 145-point apocalypse team. And I killed the rest of her team because I was playing Alpha Strike. And then I remembered that I have a stop sign, so I just buried her Apocalypse in for the rest of the game. And Emily could do nothing. Yep. She killed my Cosmo on turn one because I made a mistake. And then we were both like, wow, you probably win this game. And then uh, it turned out she really didn't. (laughs) (laughs) So technically, to like barrier in forever, you need either... Yeah, you need either another source of barrier, two stop signs, or specifically one of the characters from Wonder Woman 80 that could generate constructs, because they're allowed to generate the same construct more than once. Yeah, well, you can just leave the same stop sign out. Doesn't go yeah, away. but you just get to recreate it, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It lets, that lets you just remake the stop sign and barrier again. Without the needing of this, I see what you're saying. Without needing the second barrier, yeah, exactly. So, uh, I had two because I have the blue ring just on my team on a maggot. Oh, so and then you I just also had have two. You had a green and a blue stop sign. Yeah. I. Oh, so if you are, this is sort of a tangent, but if you're using uh, a ring on a secondary character. There's no longer, like, I mean, on a character that doesn't share the keyword, there's no longer a reason to do anything on turn one, basically, (laughs) because you don't have to equip stuff. So use that time to take a power action to make a construct. Why not? Um, I've made... Are you actually equipping anybody that's not, that doesn't have the keyword? Yeah, I have it on Maggot, because it gives him power. Oh, true. Okay. Yeah. Specifically, the Empower and Perplex rings might end up on characters without the keyword. Yeah, because those those rings are just very good yeah, in exactly. the powers they give. Yeah. Um, so, I... I could maybe see the green ring going on somebody that doesn't have the keyword, too. Just because increased willpower on certain... Not until Super Soldier Serum rotates. Yeah. And they're... It's better than Super Soldier Serum. I mean, it is. Yeah, you can make constructs. You're right. Uh, yeah, so I've made both uh, fire hydrants and stop signs on turn one. So if my opponent has barrier, I make the blue the blue fire hydrant on turn one before I come across the map, and then use it to remove the barrier so that I can make the green chainsaw. Wow. Yep, that so makes sense. Should, right, like, and it, I, it took me like two games to remember that I could even make constructs with it. <laughs> well, how do you get the blue? Oh, you the blue boot is the one that you can make again. No. Uh, how do you get it across the map to the barrier? You just carry it. But it goes away. If you move, when you move six away from it, it goes away before the carry. You carry everything at the same time. But the character moves before the placement happens. It no, goes, like you're carrying it with a different character. You have, if, you have, if you have Maggot, make a construct, and yep. then you have Flash, carry Maggot, and the Correct. construct. 
<laughs> oh, oh, oh. You oh. can't do it with the... I was thinking the person that was carrying yeah. was the one that made the construct. Got it. You can't do it with the boot because the boot is giant, so you can't carry it. Unless I, you I understand specifically now. or something. But uh any but the fire hydrant and the uh stop sign are both really good things to just carry along. Especially on this like Alpha Strike team, because um just having opposing characters within two squares can't use improved movement after your alpha strike is really good. <laughs> yeah. Like okay, great. Now I ended with a red wing beside you. And you ignore characters, but you don't actually. You have to break away from that red wing pog. Um now have you you said you were testing with the these new rules. Um yeah. How was the difference in map sizing, like choice? Okay, so the weird, the weird thing about our testing with new rules is that no one has actually remembered to bring a legal two by two map. Oh, okay. So we have not tested on that at all. <laughs> okay. Um, we keep every at the end of every session, we're like, next time we'll remember to bring a two by two map, and then don't. So yeah, we haven't actually played on a two by two map yet. Um. I think I might have picked a two by two map for the animal team a couple of times because I have flash on it. So yeah. I just guaranteed get to make the second attack with him if I'm on a two by two, which is nice, unless my opponent has a bunch of barrier. Um, so it would depend because it, it can get across the map by itself pretty easily, even on a large map, because you have I have the cloak of levitation mm -hmm. on flash as well. So he can go 16 squares, place them in row 18, and then I have chip with sidestep and all of my maggots have sidestep. So there isn't really an issue getting into my opponent's starting area anyway. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but it's still nice to have the option. Man, Wonder Woman is like definitely retiring, right? Right? Let's hope. <laughs> Yeah, so the, uh, the stop sign is definitely a problem. You should not, if you are playing in a tournament anytime soon that is using the new rules, you should not play a 10 pole of any kind. Yeah. Unless they have super strength, then it's fine, I guess. But Or improve movement blocking. No. No, never mind, not with improved movement blocking. <laughs> yeah, super strength is, is it. Specifically super strength. It literally has to be super strength. Or they're a colossal with free TK. And you're on an outdoor map, I guess. But yeah, there's uh, I, I don't think there's a colossal free TK, is there? Uh not as far as I know. I don't think there's a colossal with TK at all. Not in modern, no. I don't think I don't think so. There have been before. Yeah, there was that one from Infinity. Yeah, that's the one. Oh, and uh Rachel Summers Phoenix. Oh, right, yes. Animated um, yeah, so um, me, as the person who enjoys playing tentpoles, now can just never play tentpoles. Yeah. Yeah, because, like... On top of, like, the power racers already existing. Yeah. <laughs> if you think that, like, it only works once your opponent has killed the rest of your figures, it's not even necessarily true. <laughs> like, as long as they, like, tie up the rest of your figures so they can't shoot out the blocking terrain... They can yep. still prevent your opponent, your tent pole from doing stuff for a turn. It's just bad. <laughs> just don't play tent poles. Yeah, and like even if they can shoot the 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 wall open, like if you just position where like 
oh, they walk out of the barrier, like, you that they're now in, and they run into a character. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, against Emily with the you-can't-use-improved-movement before I remembered that you could just barrier things in, I also got it so that uh, she could only attack a character with 20 defense with 9 attack. <laughs> yeah. And, like, two probs against it or something, so she was like, uh, okay, <laughs> I guess I'll try. Nope, that didn't work. Go. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, can't use improved movement is really good. Um, if your tentpole has stealth, then including the tarot card that lets you place with an X is pretty nice. Yeah. So that one, you don't need line of fire, right? Uh, I don't think so. That's a good question, though. It's Page of Pentacles. Page of Pentacles. No, just within six squares. Okay. So if you're playing, what, specifically World's Finest, definitely put this in your deck so that you can't get barriered in for literally the entire game. Yep. Of course, it'll still be four out of five turns, which still isn't good for you. But maybe you can kill the character that made the stop sign while you're out of it for one turn. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's the boots. Uh, so when I built this animal slash Teen Titans team, I was thinking that Chip would always make the chainsaw. I've made the boot like 70% of the time. <laughs> yeah, because you guys knockback. Free damage is really good. Knockback giant plus CCE. Yeah, yeah. So it's an 11 for three attacking. It has giant reach two, and then it can knock anybody adjacent back. And it has giant size willpower. Yeah, that hasn't been relevant yet, but is true. <laughs> yeah, it's free, knockback, and adjacent po opposing character. Six squares if it's tiny, four squares if it's normal-sized, or two squares if it's giant. So it's a lot of squares. You can usually find an angle that hits somebody into a wall. Am I crazy? I didn't think giants could be knocked back. Uh, I'm yeah, crazy. that is... I, I literally thought that, like, great size, you could not be knocked back. Huh. Yeah, it doesn't actually say that in great size anymore. Jay, correct me if I'm wrong. Sorry, we're correct you on, on what? Uh, great. I always thought that great size meant you were could not be knocked back. You can't knock back characters that are bigger than you. Oh, okay. Okay. So, it yeah, be, it's a single-based giant could theoretically... Base okay. Yeah, it's just, it just not very common. Okay. You know. So because yeah, the boot he, is giant, it's fine it for it to knock back giants. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's also, like, are not, like, normally single-based colossals, so, you know, that yeah. also help, doesn't help. Yeah, I mean, I mean it the might chainsaw have been is at some point, but I can't remember. So I've been playing this um, triple maggot animal slash... Teen Titans team, and both Emily and Mike, like 90% of their characters have Mystics. Oh. It's really not the most ideal matchups at the time. Yeah. I mean, when the Soul Sword exists, I mean, that'll happen. Yep. You just never get food tokens. It's really sad. Yeah, because those, uh, those pogs just die. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I ended, a game against Mike ended because uh, four of my 
all of the maggot pogs of the two maggots that were left alive were dead. I was like, well, they can't do anything anymore. So <laughs> I concede. <laughs> Looks like my maggot will just punch you. Yep. Which is fine, but uh, less good. <laughs> Wait, Mystic, yeah, Mystic's actually being good is like a, almost like a throwback. Yeah, you have no idea how tempted I am to put a uh, Fulcum Abominus on my team just to just counteract to it. I mean, that's probably going to be a, a robot I would play on a lot of my Duper Control teams, to be honest. So. Yep. I mean, Fulcum is still uh, great. Um, yeah, after Florida, I got kind of disen disenchanted with the way the game was going. This didn't help. <laughs> yeah, I'm really not sure what they were thinking with a lot of the constructs. <laughs> it's it's a lot for any one character to be able to do. So I've said this a couple times, but I'm going to say it again. I believe that 25-point Star Sapphire is now a better figure than com the Commissioner. Yep, agreed. It it that's yeah, it's just it, it's just amazing. She just does more. Yeah. She's a barrier, sidestep flyer, and now has the constructs. Yep. The only reason that that might not be true is if you're playing like Scarab and you want to get the extra attack. But that power usually doesn't do anything. Commissioner is usually not a figure. <laughs> He's usually rookie, right? Yeah. Yeah. And now Star Sapphire does so much that I would probably throw it on any random team in advance. And maybe also um, Legacy card, Green Lantern, but the sidestep and barrier is a pretty important part of the Star Sapphire package. But that he's trait a five points cheaper. Lantern he's literally, he's he's 20% cheaper. That's a lot when it comes down to it. That is true. He's really good. He, uh, that trait that just once per turn you get to make something have up to three more defense is pretty okay. Sorry. Yeah, up to three more. Wait, 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 what did you play? What did you play with or against that had him on it? Oh, I haven't seen him yet, but oh. I'm assuming he'll be good. I mean, <laughs> I'm assuming he'll be good. He's, I mean, I listen. When Groot was around, we said that 20 point leadership was good, so he has to be at least okay. Yeah, he has to be at least as good as Groot. No, no, no I'm not. No, no, no. No, that's not what I. Yeah, okay, so that's definitely what I said. <laughs> yeah, he's probably worse than Groot. Groot is really yeah, good. Yeah, okay. Wait, is are his constructs not? I don't know. Chainsaws versus walking woods. I don't I know. Two walking woods, though. I think making the constructs is better than. The I'm, I'm no, I don't actually. God, no, I do not actually think that he's better. But those figures are both absurd, though. So not really that much point comparing yeah. them. Um, you should probably think about just putting mystery cards on your sideline if you have characters that can actually activate them. Yeah, I have three because. So my sideline is Scrappy-Doo, Red Raven, three mystery cards. Great. Why not? Uh, and then, you know, there could be a Sentinel or something on there. I haven't actually bothered putting one on, but you could. I, I yeah, think that Prime Beast Boy is in the conversation, and at, at least partially because, like, is that is that are you playing him more because you're assuming that high evo is just not going to get fixed? Uh, yeah, partially assuming that high evo is not going to get fixed. Partially, outsider's team ability is good, and partially, uh, flash is the best taxi. 
Hector. And Red Raven is also really good to have on your sideline. Yep. Yeah. So Beast Boy himself. You know, I think the figure is good, but you're just it's just crazy that like we went from like high Evo to that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like in a complete vacuum, not thinking about the stuff that the keyword cheating does, high Evo is way better for sure. Um, but I really like Flash, and I really like having Red Raven on my sideline. So I'm I'm on Beast Boy, and also. I just don't know that Lockjaw does much. <laughs> People really love Lockjaw on these animal teams. I'm not as much of a fan. I feel like well, you just no, get the mastermind I waited and then... That's a totally different story. Sorry. What? Repeat, Jay. I, I said, when you have the flash as an option, that's a totally different story. Yeah. Yeah, the fact that you already want a Green Lantern team ability figure on your team and you have the Flash as an option makes me want that over Lockjaw. The Flash has gotten to make attacks on the Alpha Strike a few times, which a 12 and 3 is a pretty big upgrade from, in my opinion, from uh, occasionally having Mastermind. 12-4, right? Because you have the power on the one magic? Yeah, Yeah, that's true. Also, every team has so much equipment. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I built a team that had, I think, it, it had, like, Sicarian. No, basically, I, I made a team that had six equipments at the end of the day, right? and only two of them were free rings. Oh, I think mine and has... I wasn't even, and I honestly wasn't forcing it, because, like, obviously I had to have the cloak on somebody, and then, like, there's two rings, and then I was like, well, I have, like, 20 points left. So... I think I also have six equipment. I have emotional modifier. I have um, red wing. I have the blue ring. I have the cloak. I have Captain America's shield because it was the only five point equipment that did anything. And uh, I have the free star sapphire ring and the free, sorry, the just the free green lantern ring. I don't know why I said star sapphire. So that, yeah, that's six as well. There's not that yeah, much to do with five points. It is it is absurd. I think they're gonna have to walk back some sort of equipment limit because I honestly think that like why would you not play six equipments if you could? Yep. Yep. When you don't have to take actions to equip them. Well, and especially and, and, now, just especially like now on... done equipment that's free. Yeah. Well, they just they just keep on making these decisions. It's like, well, why? I, why was that decision in there? You know what I mean? Like, why did that limitation exist? It probably wasn't important. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's why. I mean, sort yeah. of like the reason they ended up getting rid of theme prob, right? Like, they, I think a lot of the reason they ended up getting rid of theme prob is because they made it infinitely stronger in the Wonder Woman change. Yeah. And then they were like, well, this is too strong. <laughs> we should get rid of it completely. It's like, but you were the ones that made it strong last year. Before that, it was just okay. <sighs> what do you guys think of the argument that getting rid of theme prob makes characters with prob matter again? I think characters uh, with prob always mattered. That's my position. <laughs> I mean, it does, but we also have the Darkhold now, so, you know. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, the Darkhold is some of the best 10 points that you can put on your team. The only reason it's not on my team is because the combination, 
It's like you and you just barely worse than all of my ten point equipments. I um and I already I already thought that Felix Fowles was a criminally underplayed character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should like, probably just have Faust on your team now. Yeah, over I mean, it being themed frequently. Yeah, non, non- <laughs> his range is gonna matter even more. Yeah, his yeah. range is already good, but now he, it's gets, like, he gets to like the middle of the map and just is the map. <laughs> yep, if you are on the map, you may not perplex. Or you know, fifty percent of the time. Yeah, but. maybe not perplex. Maybe you yeah, get to I, do I played with them not long ago and it was it was great as always. Yeah, yeah, Mike's been playing him on his mystical team and it has been incredibly annoying. Yeah. Mike has used uh, Wonder Woman's once per game revive to save Felix Faust in like half the games I've watched him play. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It was like a good decision to me. Yeah, no, I think it was good. It was just funny. That Wonder Woman is incredible. Death Metal Wonder Woman? Yeah. So Death Metal Wonder Woman is the other meta figure that has made me not really enjoy the game. Yeah, yeah, like that sort of unrestricted, like just that's the anything. point of that's the problem with it. The effect I'm okay with. It's the problem that she has no restrictions, and before these changes, she could go on like 80, te- 80 different theme teams. And now you'll just play her on all your own theme teams. Yeah. So there's been this weird thing that they've been doing recently where they just decided that powers don't need effective range and this is four recent characters that exemplify this, that Death Metal Wonder Woman, Saturnine, Apocalypse, and Genesis all have extremely powerful effects that are just global for some reason, as long as they're on the map. Yep. But, like, why? <laughs> why not make them I within range? Could, I could not agree with you more. I think the global effects are not a good thing to have. Like, Mike's team is Arachnite, two Saturnines, Death Metal Wonder Woman, Faust. So he literally only moves up Faust and Arachnite. Everything else stays in his starting area, basically. It's like, okay. Yeah, that, that, that is the exact kind of thing that makes me not really be wanting to be playing right now, to be honest. Yeah. And, like, everything and, you just said there. Like, if Death Metal, it's a really strong team. He built it really well. Uh, it's incredibly annoying to play against, you are correct. Um, the other thing about Death Metal Wonder Woman's resurrection thing is that it heals them as well. If it just put them on last click, I'd be like, okay, sure. But frequently it's stop click characters that are getting healed past their stop click. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I could just imagine like going through Arachnite style and then that happening. I would just. Yep. Yeah, I haven't beaten that. Team Arachnite yet. with the Soul Sword. Yeah. He's been playing Waldo Arms mostly because his team's low on damage, but still sword sometimes as well. But yeah, it's super difficult to deal with, um, especially because Faust is shutting down all of your outwits to try to get rid of his super senses. And the funniest thing yeah, is that we like, practiced it two weeks in a row, and one of them was before they re- revealed the Spider-Man team ability change, which I don't think we mentioned. It must have been in one of the no, articles. I don't think we did. But uh, basically, Spider-Man team ability is what Wonder Roman team ability is now. You get super senses on a six and plus one to your super senses if you already had it. And... The week before they revealed that, he was wild carding Wonder Woman team ability. <laughs> so it actually made no difference. <laughs> That's funny. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> it's just like, oh, look, there's, like this, there's a complete change to the functionality of this power. Oh, it doesn't change anything for me. Cool, moving on. 
So I love I've, it. I've seen people ask this question, and Jay, I want to get your take on this. Oh, no. So with the change to Spider-Man team ability, if you have both Spider-Man team ability and Wonder Woman team ability. Yes, they, 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 they will stack. So well, yeah. Oh, sorry. Okay, so if you if you have both and no super senses, you'll have a five to six super senses. Okay, so the one doesn't see that the other one is giving you super senses. No, because you have you pick your source and then, okay, super senses on a six, and then the other one will go. Okay, you're using super senses, so I'll modify it. Okay, does that make sense? Yep. But if you have both of them and super senses. Yeah, then you'll be then you'll be a three to six because they're okay. plus two. They, they are different effects because, yeah, effects are different if they're 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 not the, they're not named the same thing. Yeah, it's not the content of the effect; it's where it's coming, the source, right? Gotcha. If you have two separate things that are giving you one Roman team ability, then it doesn't care that you have two. Yeah, you yeah, but, it. no, it's, it's yeah, it's just two completely separate instances of the same effect. That are distinct. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Outsider's team ability is uncopyable. I forgot this. That's how it always was, right? That that, that, that didn't change. Do you know how long it's been since there is really a character with Outsider's team ability in Modern? Uh, Oh, God. Uh, (laughs) I, I couldn't tell you, to be honest. It's been a while since I had to care. Um... So yeah, I forgot uh, and was copying it with Flash after charging. Not that it matters because I have Beast Boy there anyway, but uh, you can't do that. Don't do that. That's cheating. (laughs) Yeah, I will uh, continue to not cheat as a matter of general policy. Yeah. I do think that 10-point Crazy Jane could be be quite good, though. Outside of ability is just very good. I don't see how she's not just some of the best 10 points you can spend. Like, oh, like 10 points for outsiders and you have a 50-50 of getting out with perplex or prob or like TK or, and I think she also has TK perplex right yep like at the same time I, I, I think she's incredible yeah she's pretty random but you're not getting better for 10 points <laughs> as far as figures go the dark hold might no, just be better I, I, don't, I, don't <laughs> what, I don't see what more I can want for 10 points Although I think I could, I think, I don't know. I feel like I I, I, I personally built with her at 20. I feel like yeah, that's that just like almost too annoying to deal with her. Just let you soak one like attack 30. at least. Yeah, I, I think at the 30 point, it's just like, oh God. Like, I, I don't want to have to interact with this figure three times. And that just seems like obnoxious. Yeah, but it's also such a large percentage of your build, Derek. I'd do 20. I'm not sure I'd do 30. Yeah. She has basically no keywords, but like we've been saying, theme team is weaker now, so that's probably fine. <laughs> yeah, I love how people have been complaining that she doesn't have enough keywords, and then like they, as if there are any other keywords that would apply to her. Yeah, I mean, I don't know much about the character, but it seems unlikely there would be many. All right, I think that's all the meta hot takes I have. Same. Anything else, Jay? I I I, uh, I didn't come with any hot takes. <laughs> and, uh, I didn't develop any. All right. Uh, yeah, I think that'll wrap us up for today. Thanks for joining me, Jay and Az. Uh, next weekend, 
there is a tournament that Brad is running with the new rules on Roll20. It's free. There's a bunch of prizing. You should play I in it. I need to It'll judge it. Um, I uh, want to thank our patrons whose support helps us not have to pay out of pocket to bring you this podcast. Uh, should join at the $1 tier at patreon.com slash JSA clicks. We have affiliate links to Podbean in the description. Uh, we have all the usual social media and some friends of the show, Rena Adams, Happy Little Hero Clicks, and Aries with Dishing Up Clicks. And then, of course, clicksnexus.com. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you make sure to have fun the next time you play Hero Clicks, whether it's competitive or casual.